0: Welcome into the Stoler Insights podcast. We've got David Thorpe here, longtime NBA analyst and coach of many people over the over the years. Uh, how's it going, David?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing fantastic here. We got some good basketball. We got a uh, maybe almost a quarter of the season or maybe a little bit less than that, but uh, it's kind of been crazy all over the place. Uh, there's days where entire upsets happen all over the league. Um what has been your most exciting part of the of the season so far? <laughs>
1: You know, I'm the worst guy to do stuff like that because I, I, I just can't watch the game as a fan anymore. Um, I'm, I, I don't put that hat on. So I like that we see some good young players. I like that we see some veterans playing well. I love, you know, for example, Conley and Gasol playing well in Memphis makes me happy. They're, they're, they're good guys and good, uh, great players that uh, I really thought they would, Suck this year, and and they don't and at least not now. That could that could change. So um, yeah, I don't I don't get into nothing excites me or uh, the only thing that gets me sad is when I you know, I see a player like losing it or a team uh, just like in Boston right now. What's going on makes me sad, but I don't get I don't get too excited about much.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm a little bit better. I'm I'm not that way with the Suns. Every time the Suns win, I get excited. Every time they lose, I get you know, depressed for a little bit for an hour or something. But. It's not. I mean, I'm much more of an analyst than most people I run into, that's for sure. I'm also more optimistic basketball-wise because of the player development side that you and I have talked about several times um, because of just seeing the improvement in the players on the teams. So you mentioned Boston. What do you think is wrong with them in Utah? What's the problem there? Why are they not as good as their expectations would have said they would be?
1: Well, you know, in the playoffs last year, I tweeted something that created a lot of controversy, uh, for the people anyway that saw it, including a lot of people that don't normally follow me chimed in. I suggested that I I believe in the back rooms in Boston, there's going to be discussions about trading Kyrie and, uh, uh, Hayward because this is the time to trade him when they, you know, especially in Kyrie's case, uh, they still have huge value. They were injured in the playoffs so they couldn't get worse. And, um, in Hayward's case, I didn't really know what would happen. I didn't suggest they should. I suggested they sh- that they'll consider it. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't say they should consider it. I actually wrote that they are going to consider it because Rogier and certainly Brown and Tatum were playing so great and, and they're babies. You, you can't have, you, you know, they always talk about, well, there's only one ball. Well, one ball is fine, like, for example, in Miami, when you had LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, where you had three dudes, two of which were all-star level, borderline MVP level in the case of Wade. Wade had won a championship already. They were playing with the best player in the world. And they'd, they'd already proven what they can do. And that was just about winning. They were getting paid as much as you could get in all of that. It's very different. When you've got a situation like in Boston where these guys don't have squat, Tatum hasn't earned anything other than his rookie deal, and Brown and Rozier similar, and now they're playing great in the playoffs, and those guys want to go get max deals, and they want to be superstars. We saw, for example, what happened with Harden wanting to leave OKC. People don't really talk about that, but that's the reality. He wanted to go see if he could lead the league in scoring. I think Brown and Tatum have similar aspirations, not necessarily leading in scoring, but... They want to grow and do more in Rozier too, and that's not happening. And so when you watch them play, there is – I mean, from day one uh, this season, they've not been ball movers. They've been ISO-based. And and like in Utah too, although it's a little bit different reason as to why, you, you, it's harder to defend when you're struggling offensively. In the case of Boston, I think Brad's done a great job of getting them to defend despite how bad their offense is. That's not been the case in Utah. I think both cases they can figure it out, but in Utah's case, I think Donovan Mitchell's just been average and they're, they're a team that needs one guy that, that can just make play after play when things break down. And, he, and he's been bad in that regard. And, and I think their defense is frequently built on that kind of offensive cohes- cohesiveness. And, and so they're just kind of below average in both. And, and I think once Donovan gets going, if he does, We'll see their defense rise. I don't know how much their offense will rise, but their defense will rise. Um, in Boston, I don't know what they're going to do. That, I, they're going to have to make a change, whether it's a trade, whether it's getting some new blood in there. It just seems like they don't like each other on the court, and it manifests it itself in, in in not great looks in the game.
0: Yeah, I think uh, so. Boston is ten and ten. Utah is nine and ten, I believe. Yeah, nine nine and eleven. And, uh, yeah, so Boston, I mean, I think people keep noting that they can't get to the rim. And Utah just I, – I kind of called it this year for Utah. It's like the a number of possible occurrences of last year happening, they hit, like, the top possible outcome with how everybody played. Ingalls, Mitchell, Rubio, shooting, all of that, and, and Defensive Player of the Year with Rudy Gobert. But So there's almost no way that they're going to repeat that or improve upon it just because of that. Because only only one player could get better because he's I mean Don, Mitchell's almost the only one who's still young, right? At least by NBA standards, and he had already basically topped out on what he's going to be for the next three years. Basically, there's almost no way he's going to repeat last year's as a second or third year player. I mean, he's going to improve little nuances, of course, as you and I know for development. But it's he's never there's never going to make it so. I mean, you couldn't believe the number of outcomes that how well everything worked out for them last year. So I think, I mean, I think they'll still make the playoffs, but that doesn't, they got to turn around still. Yeah. I mean, in, in,
1: in Mitchell's case, uh, I did, I was not as impressed with him going into the playoffs as most people were. And then I thought I was wrong because I thought in the postseason he was terrific. Everyone thinks that uh, now I'm starting to think, well, maybe I was right initially that uh, like you, what you were saying, I mean, I don't think he's just an average player. I'm you know, I, this is something I've, I've coached enough good players that have scored a lot of points in games to know that, uh, as hard as it is to do it, average 20 a game, for example, in a season, it's harder to keep doing it. And, uh, I remember one time, this was many years ago, I went to go watch game five, uh, Heat versus Mavericks. I, I was there for the finals in game five. Shaq, this is when Shaq was on the team. I, I was there the night before working out my first ever NBA client, Yonatas Haslam, and, um, the next night, Dwayne Wade was just unbelievable and he scored, I want to say he scored 36, but may, and I think was, the game may have gone overtime. That was the big game. They, they, Miami won. They had been down 2-0, losing both first two in Dallas. They won games three, four and five in Miami. Then they won game six in Dallas and won the championship. But after game five, when he was so amazing, I called, uh, a, a kid that I had trained since his freshman year of college, Kevin Martin, who, who was just kind of starting. To learn to be a, a high-level scorer for the Kings, and I said, "Did you see the energy required from Wade to deal with all the things Rick Carlisle was throwing at him?" And of course, he saw it. And I said, "You know, if you if you want to be a, a premier scorer in the league, get used to that every night. The number two scorer doesn't always see that from opponents during the regular season. The number one scorer does." And and that that was a real lesson for me watching Wade uh donovan mitchell has a lot to learn maybe he'll figure it out and and become if not an all-star at least a premier scorer, which really solves a lot of utah's problems uh and i think they'll defend better just because kind of how their culture is but maybe not this is you know this is where we'll
0: find out a lot about him as as this year progresses right yeah and um, i think what you mentioned about killer martin Dwayne wade and the energy it takes um says a lot about Devin Booker and the Suns, with how how he asked. I mean, when you watch the games, he is hounded. He is such a good player, and that he's hounded so much when you watch these games. Um, and we'll talk about the Suns towards the end there, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Um, so what do you think? So we talked about Utah and Boston there. Um, have you ever seen this early into the year such a flat um set of teams? I mean, let's look here. Um all the players except for all the teams except for the suns are within four and a half games of each other in the west all of them i mean we got the clippers and the warriors tied half game back is the nuggets another game back is grizzlies and thunder another half game back is the blazers another game half game back is the lakers and two and a half games back is the pelicans and the kings and the mavericks and the rockets and then the spurs timberwolves and jazz it's crazy um have you ever seen that before
1: yeah, I don't know that I have. I normally i, I not I pay attention to standings as much as I do playing. But, I mean, we, we see what's happening here. Uh, the Spurs lost one of the best three or four players in the world and replaced him with an all-star, but not the same. And then they had their starting point guard go down to start the year. Jimmy Butler abandoned Minnesota and got them off to a terrible start. Utah had a number five seed last year. We just talked about them. Uh, the Warriors have been missing Steph Curry. It, it, quite frankly, they're about as a, much a one-man team as there is, which sounds strange. And in the postseason, it's not the case, but they're just a good team when he's not there. When Curry's there, they're the best team by far. Uh, the Clippers have been a surprise for sure. Memphis has been a surprise for sure. Uh, Houston, we all thought would have some issues uh, and they're starting to write their ship to some degree. Uh, Dallas, you know, added, adding Luca. And and DeAndre Jordan, so and of course LeBron makes the Lakers a playoff team. I always thought they'd be six, seven, eight seed. Maybe I was wrong. Um, that's what I thought they'd be six, seven, eight, and maybe maybe they'll go higher than that. Uh, we'll see how Memphis hangs on. I think the other teams, uh, you know, Denver I don't know about, and Houston I think can zoom up a good amount. The Pelicans to me are a nightmare. I, I feel so badly for Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and Antoine Moore who's playing out of his mind and Julius Randle, everyone else, and Mirovich. Those, those five are good. The, what, huh? Terrible. No, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll be this flat forever, but, but I'll remind you, it wasn't, it's not been just one time where going last week of the season, we had multiple teams with winning records fighting for the eighth spot. Uh, and I think, I think maybe even in the last 10 years, uh, Golden State may be in the eight seed with 50 wins.
0: The Suns right. lost with 48. They couldn't get in with 48 right. wins, which is incredible. So yeah, we the West is still you know deeper than the East.
1: The East is a couple of power teams right now, but I I think once Curry's back, I think you'll see them. I think you'll see the Warriors as the prohibitive play like the prohibitive favorites. What I think.
0: And I'm looking obviously at the top four-ish. I mean, we know what the top four best teams overall are in the East: the Raptors, Bucks, 76 uh, Sixers, and uh, Celtics. So not playing like it, but also the Pistons, Pacers are doing pretty good magic or somehow in the sixties right now at 10 and 10, which is kind of incredible. Um, so we'll see the wizard. What's up with the wizards?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I really think it comes down to John Wall. Uh, he's, he's been an, an enigmatic player. I, I was lucky enough to be invited to watch their training camp in his rookie season and, uh, in George Washington University and, and watch practice and, he looked to me like a, a pretty coddled guy, incredible talent. I'm a big I was a big fan, but I don't know that that that, that the GM basically Grenfell, has done a very good job with their culture. And uh when a guy like Bradley Beal, Beale say with who's such a respected guy, when he's said what he said and Otto Porter seems like a great guy and he seems so miserable and is playing poorly. I, I don't think they can trade Wall. So so what they're gonna get for Beale, they're either gonna get uh, a nice assortment of talented young players that haven't made it yet. Uh, and it's going to have to be more than a few because you got to make the numbers work. Or what I've been proposing is a straight up trade, maybe add a pick and one more young player to get CJ McCollum, who, who isn't Bradley Beal. Maybe, maybe he will have a honeymoon with, with Wall. The Portland gets the better player, not by that much. CJ's a good player. Yeah, he's, I, I thought that i seen them think of them as pretty equal, but. Yeah, I think I think Beal's a better defender. I think he's a better
0: overall player. Oh, he's better defender. Right? That's true.
1: Yeah, and that's why maybe you throw in a sweetener somewhere. The numbers work if straight up, and it's it's just a different look for both teams. I don't think Washington will get worse, and I think they have a chance to get better, especially if they add another thing besides CJ and just because of the change in chemistry. And then I think Portland adds a, a better player to their team and 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 maybe consume it, you know, into that top four like they were last year on uh, the regular season
0: because they, they, they need to do something because they've been basically very stagnant although some of their development has actually finally gotten better lately um with the players that they're bringing in to help um make some changes because they were just kind of capped out there um and also listening to Evan Turner's interview with Zach Lowe was very interesting to see him I was always kind of from afar just like what are you doing man as a player but understanding him better made it um less less so obviously I've been a fan of Lillard my whole life I mean my Cousin and Matt Norlander was able to follow him around the the draft for a couple of days, and just getting insight on him. And just he's one of my favorite players ever. So I hope they can uh, really go forward and continue to improve. Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. let's move on yeah. to. Yeah. Um, you said you felt bad about some players. What do you think of this whole Markel Fultz situation?
1: Oh boy, you know, again going back to culture, and that's and that's also on him and his and his team um it's it's been a mess for for over a year now for over a calendar year it's been a mess and i I think now he's screwed i just i just don't think they're gonna invest in him anymore and he needs to get lucky the as soon as as soon as the topic overall gets moved uh you start wondering well is that management team going to believe in him when he's failing at first the team that's drafted him is the one that's most invested in them and Losing that, uh, like I, if I was his agent, I'd do everything I could to get him to the Spurs. Everything I could to get him to that team. That that's the one team I know can help him a lot uh, if he can be helped. I, I I tweeted this maybe two weeks into the season or so. I wrote that maybe he just sucks. You know, he might just suck. Now we don't. I don't know about health issues. None of us know, but we know we, we know we see on the court. Um, that doesn't mean he can't get better. He was a hell of a player, um, when, you know, coming out of high school and college. But, uh, they, you know, he's looked, to me, it's not even his shot. He, athletically, he looks so average, and that's a concern.
0: Yeah, because he was so, supposed to be like the point guard who's more agile, more can do defensively, can play make, can get to the rim. That's what he was supposed to be billed as.
1: Yeah, he's got some slickness to him, which is good. But, you know, I, I'm not a very good athlete, not a, not a good shooter, not really a gifted passer. So then what is he? He's a tall guy that can score when he's taller than everyone in college. But no, it's a, it's a real, it's a real concern if I'm Philly and, but it's a bigger concern if I'm, if I'm team Fultz. because if he, if he, I mean, Chauncey Billups was the number three pick overall and he was bounced around a little bit and then Larry Brown saved him. Fultz needs, needs something similar to happen where. He gets to the right coach and the right system and, and, and they find a way to cure his ills.
0: Yeah, it sounds like when you said, what is he? It's just a tall guy. I kept thinking Michael Carter Williams, I think, right? That's, I was like, that's yeah. not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 think, and I think in, in MCW's case, I think there was a question about laziness and work ethic, all those kinds of things because he couldn't shoot, but he, at least he had a great rookie year. I mean, Foles hasn't even had that.
0: That's sad. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bucks. Okay. I was watching the Suns Bucks game. What is, do, you, do you think Giannis can win MVP? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He defies yeah. basketball physics. <laughs> I think the, um, I think the
1: best player in the league, if everyone was healthy, is Curry. But, uh, and they're more the favorite to win the whole thing. Maybe not best overall player because, uh, for him to do what he does offensively, he's got to take a little more off defensively. And LeBron and Giannis are great and Anthony Davis is amazing. And I would give Curry the edge for MVP. I, I broke that a bunch of on off court numbers. He, he is the MVP when he's healthy and he's just, he's missed. And so he's, he's not in the running right now. But yeah, Giannis is, Giannis is amazing. I do, I do see an issue with his lack of shooting in the postseason. I think, I think it can be a problem. I know it can be a problem for them. Uh, I think he's playing for the right coach who's letting him shoot, which is great. Uh, they are, they are a great example of, to me, why I call it a coach's league. and always have. Um, nothing's really changed that much. They added Brooke Lopez, and they added Bud, and, and
0: we see what happened. And, uh, Giannis is, and Giannis is getting better. He's not getting worse. Yeah, he, he got stronger. And I'm watching – I mean, obviously, I'm just having the one sample size of the game. I definitely watched all of the Suns game where the Suns actually end up winning it. But Middleton, everybody was – um, but the problem in that game was Brook Lopez couldn't hit threes and other people couldn't hit threes. Yeah. But Giannis had 35 points and, like, he shot one jump shot because all he had to do was drive, spin, and dunk from wherever he wanted to from whoever was guarding him.
1: Well, teams in the postseason will will just they'll really prepare for that in a way that you can't in the regular season. The games just come too fast and you're trying different guys and you're playing young guys or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's no question he's right there for the mvp and will will be all season because they're likely top 2 or so in the east
0: yeah they're in the top 2 think do you think they can stave off the sixers and the celtics
1: i do the the, the sixers definitely uh and i'm not i'm not convinced that they're i
0: uh, yeah i just
1: i i have questions about simmons's shooting their shooting in general is a problem for me. Yeah,
0: they lost to the uh, Bellinelli and Soba for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then um, Boston, to me, I, I just have so much faith in Brad and, and management there that I do think they'll figure some stuff out, including uh, uh, moving some guys to open up the oxygen. That's really – they're just suffocating, in my opinion. Like a fire needs to be you – know, you can't just pile wood on top of the fire and expect it to really explode. you got to let it breathe. you got to let those guys breathe – and they'll know that. No they'll, they'll figure that out. And um uh, and then I think Milwaukee I mean I still I I think Milwaukee can get better. I, I still think that uh, I, I, I I like, like it's, it's impossible not to, to like, like Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I just don't think he should be their starting shooting guard if they're hoping to win a championship.
0: Huh. So who would
1: you uh, I, I I think there's better players, but I mean, he is. He's he's playing great. There's no there's no doubt about that. He's he's playing great. Um, I I just wonder if they can't upgrade that position and let him be an off the bench guy, and then and then I think they're legit contenders.
0: Yeah. Do you think let's uh, move to the Western again? The Denver Nuggets. I know we they're kind of they kind of go on the radar a little bit. Do you think that they can win a championship with the Jokic as the best player? Oh, I don't think that's the right question. I think the right question is. Can
1: can Denver at you know at least be in there for a championship with Jokic in how he looks right now? Okay, so he's a fat guy. He's just a big he's just a big fat guy that's incredibly talented, I mean, crazy gifted. But this guy is nowhere close to being uh the player that he can be. I don't know what he weighs. I just I think there's probably seventy pounds there that he can lose.
0: Yeah, he's, I mean he, when he played the Suns, he had a triple double, thirty point triple double without missing a shot. But it's also he's he becomes very passive.
1: He jogs everywhere. He conserves energy. The, and and it's November. Yeah. So so if and they, I happen to, uh, I mean Denver for many years had you know they were one of the first teams to have a, a full time chef. Uh, I, their strength guy is great. Um, I, but, you know, Jokic has to make a decision. I actually met with some people that, that represent him this summer. One of, one of the many agents who, that, you know, that claim him and from his big uh, agency. And he's always been big and sad. Uh, and it just, he's got to make it a change. I, I wish I, I mean, he's 23, he'll be 24, uh, you know, midseason. I, or maybe, you know, I, like, I think it's, uh, right after my birthday in February. I think that, um, they need to show him a picture of what Love looked like when he was 19. 20. Yep. And, and and now look him in the body issue. You know, the guy could be a model. Uh that Jokic can can lead this team to I don't know if if they would contend for championship, but I mean they'd be final four in the West and you give luck a chance and who knows what happens, or they have some young players that can get better. Gary Harris is good. Uh Jokic can be really special, but not how he currently is built.
0: Yeah, Jamal Murray is a baller to me. I, I like the way he yeah, likes it. Yeah. Um. So I want to go to. Well, oh, actually, first of all, so we'll kill one thing that people always talk about: Lakers and Cavaliers. How much of a player is LeBron? That the Cavaliers are this bad. I guess they have four wins somehow, but which is sad as a Suns fan. But um they're so. I mean, the LeBron just makes a huge world of difference. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else can you say about the guy? He's he's top two all time. I I could probably argue he, the argument for LeBron and Jordan for me always goes, are we talking about who is, who, who is their best in their peak season? Who is their best over the peak parts of their career or is who, who has had the best career? He does not win the best career, but he's still playing. So if you look like at that, best, it like
0: his... yeah, if you looked at
1: best in peak season or best in the peak of their careers to include the length of that peak, that I think it's a much more legit argument. Not that it matters that much, but yeah, we see time and again what, what he's done for teams. I mean, he left Miami. Look what happened. Obviously Bosch and Wade and we know what happened there. He left Cleveland twice. We know what's happened twice. Um, yeah, he is, uh, he's spectacular. And again, when they were struggling early, I, I, I didn't really phase me very much. They're still trying to work some things out. Uh, but, uh, they're, they're going to be. You're, someone's, someone's going to have a tough time not coming out of the round one. Uh, they're, they're probably going to not be a top four seed, but uh, LeBron doesn't care about that. They're, 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 we'll see how things go, and they've got the tools. I mean,
0: you might have Bradley Beal on that team, right? Yeah, if they make a trade, I'll, I'll be different about it, but I just don't see them getting out of the first round when it, their best, play, second best player is either Kuzma or Ingram. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, but don't, but don't make the mistake. Well, first of all, Lonzo Ball, I
1: think can be really good. I uh, don't don't make the mistake of thinking that it's this Brandon Ingram. Uh you you're not wrong if it's this Brandon Ingram uh, or Kuzma or whomever. Uh we're just just over a month into the season. These these guys can really grow playing in important games matters so much you gain such reference points. Um yeah I'm not I, I think they're a bottom four seed, but I think that they're capable of beating any, they don't want to be the eight seed because Golden State, I think when Curry gets back wins the West regular season. And I think they can be in any other team in part because LeBron is just that good.
0: Yeah. I guess it's more for about those other players. It's more of that they haven't proven it. Um, so it just feels like, like this is the first time they've ever played for something really. And we'll see how they do.
1: I think they can be a really good defensive team in the postseason. And that is a game changer. They, they won't, it's not guaranteed, but I think they're top 10 now and they, they don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and LeBron's
0: not even tried. Tried. <laughs> so LeBron's like not trying.
1: So LeBron's not really trying on defense, defense all that much. Life. They're, they're, I mean, they're loaded with skinny young guys. Um, Rondo's been out, although not that he helps on defense much. Yeah, I, I I just think they can sneak up on teams in the in the postseason. It's uh, not sneaking up because it's LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it'll be people people. Will, I tell you what, fans may think that they're just gonna go quietly away in the first round as a as a five, six, seven, eight seed, but their opponent won't think that because LeBron is almost like Tiger, you know, and Tiger Woods in his prime. You just you knew who you had to beat, and it, it just isn't easy. We, as we saw in the East for four straight years.
0: For instance, I think this iteration of the Rockets could lose to the Lakers in the first round. Uh, yeah, I think
1: every team in the West, except for Golden State, if they have Curry, can lose the Lakers in the first round, based on today. But the, the, the thing about it is, we don't we don't know what teams look like. There's there's buyouts and there's trades for months. We we have no we have no idea if the Clippers can land somebody. Uh, and and still become much more interesting, right? Uh, maybe Denver, maybe Denver could pull a trade to get uh, John Wall or Brad Beal. They've got some interesting young pieces. We just we have a long way to go. Portland, to, again, Portland does CJ for Beal, and uh, and they to me are our a legit second seed. I think because I think I think Beal is that much
0: better, I guess as much as they're is, similar. is better. I also think that like, because of the way this off is going to go with all the crazy, I think is going to be kind of crazy in 2019. All the free agents and stuff, and I think I think we it's uh, just one podcast and half the league is a a, a free agent, um. So I think that uh, or a restricted free agent. So I think that it'll be very crazy at the trade deadline as well. Just trying to prepare for that because people don't want to be stuck uh, having people leave. So I think it could get very crazy. Let's uh, move to uh, the Suns a little bit just because I want to talk about that with you, <laughs> um. My podcast. Um. So uh, the Suns are only four and fifteen. They've been on a decent. Uh, Have some lots of new players, lots of young players. Um, well, let's just, what do you think of the Suns players together culture? What is wrong? What needs to be fixed? Are they just young?
1: All right. Well, it's hard to develop a lot of guys at the same time. So, uh, but, but the first thing that jumps out at me when I look at them is why does Josh Jackson suck? That guy can't suck. He can't. Uh, they, and by the way, as we saw with a player like Trevor Reza, there, there's there's a long a rope for some of these guys to develop. Trevor was a second-round pick. Um, but uh, he, he may end up being a, a fine player. But he needed to be a quality player right now. And, and if he was, I, I'd like that much better. Uh, I've always been a big fan of T.J. Warren. Always.
0: Have you ever seen someone's shot change that much? It's incredible. Sure, of course. Yeah, many incredible. times. He's yeah. already it, it, broken his it, career high for threes in a season a month yeah. into it.
1: And it's what he needed to do. I, I like their coach a lot. I like TJ. I've always thought TJ was one of the more gifted off-the-ball off, off the ball cutters we had in the league as a young player. Now he's added a shot to it. Um, I'm comparing it with oh, him to Wade for years. They're not constructed. Like when Devin Booker... Is on the court. You need to put him with a really long rangy, tough minded athlete, uh, for, to make up for some defensive issues. That's what Josh Jackson's supposed to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Uh, um,
0: good on off numbers. My goodness.
1: Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe he's the answer, which will be good, which is to, to unfortunately that it wasn't Jackson. Uh, Aiden, I was watching tape on him earlier. Uh, you know, he's obviously interesting. He's Andre Drummond to me with more of a perimeter game, so that's great. Um, I'm I'm a big Drummond fan.
0: Was that posting up and his his shot and stuff? As long as yeah, when yeah. he feels like he understands to be aggressive in a situation, no one can stop him in the post or facing yeah, up yeah. or anything or getting the boards. That's incredible. I even the Suns haven't had a big man like that. There, are, well, there aren't many. There aren't many big guys like this.
1: There are there many big guys like this. That's why he went number one. He's he he. There's no reason why this guy. You know, people talk about Joel Embiid. Well, this guy can be very very similar. He doesn't have to have the same low post moves. He's just got to be able to get buckets the same. It doesn't matter how he does it. He's he's got a chance to be you know a 25 and 12 guy by next year. Like that's possible. So now you've got to start sprinkling in the the fit, right? You've got to bring in the athletic wings to play. Next to Booker, you've got to surround them with shooters. You've got to get high IQ guys. You've got to get someone to be the real leader who's managing the games. This is, this is what their mission is. They, they have their pick this year, right? Uh,
0: yes, they have their pick this year. They have, they have my, Milwaukee's picks still. Yeah, I think they have Milwaukee's pick either in, in the near future as well, I think. Okay. But
1: they've got this year's pick. So, you know, it's going to be. Top four, top five. The, the, the
0: draft is loaded.
1: It looks like to me, I'm mean,
0: rookie though to this team.
1: Well, they, I mean, it's not easy, but yeah. And of course you, of course you can and you can always move one. You just can't move Jackson, but you can always make a trade with talent. But yeah, if they can get, if they can get Zion, <laughs> uh, I know there's a few other good players, but he's, he's the guy that to me looks like the franchise maker. So.
0: Especially with the, with the way that the Suns look in their roster construction. Bender is like on another planet. Um, and Ariza will be off. And then Anderson obviously is almost a, you can't play him right now. And yeah. he'll be off in that, the year after. Um, so there's a hole there at the power forward position. Although they can go small ball with uh, Warren or somebody. What do you think, well we'll talk about the point guard situation a little bit. Because I really want to get your take on that. But I really want to talk first about, Aiton and Booker on and how to teach defense. What is effort? What is, um, if you think it's effort, if it's Booker having just the huge offensive, uh, usage, um, or if it's like, can you teach it or is it just effort? Oh, there's a lot. So I, mean, I know I asked, I'm being the number one bad journalist thing of asking too many questions. In one no, time. what I mean <laughs> is
1: there's just, there's so many things you can do defensively. So what I think in the NBA happens a lot that goes unnoticed is, most players are men and that and what i mean by that is they have they have a strength about them that even if they don't look the part they they can still they're not going to get overpowered often and when they, when they are going to be overpowered they that's when fouls come in but these guys don't want to foul because they, they need to put numbers and you can't put up numbers sitting on the bench with foul trouble and i think booker is really weak and i think that's a problem for him because there aren't many guys that get that had that weakness as an issue. And so as soon as he gets stronger uh, and Phoenix used to have a great program, I don't know how it is now, but he doesn't look that part. I think that'll help him a ton. Uh, and then of course it's effort. And it's, and it's, it's putting together a, a plan and then executing that plan defensively. It's a reason why Boston, San Antonio, the same teams are just always up there is their design is great and their execution is great. And I don't know, in Phoenix, what what's the story? This guy's just got in there as a coach. He seems like he knows what he's doing. Um, but but we're gonna be looking at people like Booker. If he's just gonna be a James Harden-esque type of player, well then as Houston showed last year, you can protect that. You just have to do it with you know long, athletic, powerful guys mixed in throughout the roster with a scheme that they execute well. Uh Houston's scheme last year was not rocket science. They just executed really, really well because they did it all year and got practice at it. So Phoenix needs to come up with something like that. Uh, and then Aiton inside can help. He's not, I don't need much of a help now, but he will be as a, as a presence inside. Uh, and then, like you say, adding that power forward that can make a big difference will give him two guys that can help protect Booker a lot.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I see the weakness that you're seeing in Booker. I mean, who was it? We're just Oh, yeah, Giannis in the in the Bucks game. He would try to back him down, and Booker is, like, pushing him and... And being more physically and men- mentally strong. He's more mentally strong than most of them um, on the Suns. But I think, I mean, physically, he was able to do it. I think it's sometimes the effort because he wants to, he needs to conserve the energy, it feels like. Well, this is, but this is what I'm saying. So but what, I'm not, I'm not telling you that he can't muster up
1: all his energy and, and play like a man. Uh, what is he, 21 now? I just turned 22. <laughs> 22, yeah, he just drank. October 30. I just looked it up. So, um, he It just takes a lot of energy to do that because, yeah, I think he's weak in a lot of guys. And he doesn't have the energy to expend over there because he's got to score so much and control the game so much. So um, – but I think he'll continue – he needs to continue to get stronger. It's a huge equalizer if he does that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm watching. I, th- I think he's a better uh, defender than Harden right now. Um, but he also um, – yeah, so – He's just trying to because he's the point Booker right now. Also, it's he has to do so much, but you watch him and he can get his shot off over anybody. He can he his ability to do hesitation dribbles and get to the rim now is, is um, it's a lot like Steve Nash. A lot of the things he does um looks like he looked at Steve Nash tape for a while, um, which is good to see. Um, but so anyway, so they need a point guard because Kanan is just not one. He's not a starting point guard. Um, and you have some wings. You can put together Jackson Bridges and Ariza, and you have something. Um, but the, So the question is really, who do you go for? Do you try? I mean, Zach Lowe had, a, had an article where the only person who's the Sarver is, quote, unquote, maybe stupid enough or whatever to go after John Wall's huge contract. That would make the Suns better, but I don't know how much better. I would not do that. I would not do that. I read what
1: Zach wrote. I would not do that.
0: Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm more of the Spencer Dinwiddie kind of guy or Kemba. What do you think of either those or Terry Rozier?
1: I think I like Rozier's. He's he's again to me playing next to Booker. You want a really rangy, long athlete. Is that Patrick um, Beverly. Yeah, yeah, He's not the he's not the rangy athlete. He's but he's a sick defensive player. Yeah, he is. There's just not many. There's not many of him in the world. Um, but but uh, yeah, Rogier would be interesting. Um. Why can't Booker be the point guard?
0: Um. I think when I when I the more I watch the games, the more I when he does come off ball and doesn't have to actually initiate it, like he can do it. He's getting seven assists a game right now or something. Um, yeah, seven but assists. But I, I think I think that when I want the more I watch it, it's just he he can be unlocked to a whole even other level. It's Kobe Bryant esque when he can can come off ball and doesn't have to do it all the time. Obviously, he can, but. Yeah, when you watch but having Jamal Crawford in sometimes obviously it's going to be okay, but Kanan or him or Jackson initiating it just doesn't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I would argue that in today's game you can do it both ways. So, uh just like Harden and Paul change off, uh you can do you know, you you don't want to bring a two guard in that can't dribble, right? You, JJ Redick wouldn't be the ideal guy. Uh it's got to be someone that can facilitate some uh so that he can come off the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I like the ball in his hands. I don't think there's anything wrong
0: with that. So, I mean, I, I like it too. I mean, he's, he's good at it. He's better than anybody else they have on the roster. But the question is, do you trade Jackson or whoever for a Kemba and sign into the long deal? Um, or do you try to get Dinwiddie or Rogier or do you just try to sit Pat and try to see if you can snag someone free agency like a Beverly or somebody even better? Some people are saying go for Clay. I'm like, I don't think so. Clay's good, but I'm not sure that's what you want next to Booker.
1: Um, I mean, I could argue on behalf of Clay and and against it too. Uh, I don't know that they're ready to play with a a guy in who in Clay's case is going to, you know, want to be on a team that contends. Um, you know, they're pretty young. Um, honestly, if I was Phoenix, I would, I would play with him more at the one and see what he can do. They're, they're best. Lineup. They, haven't had, they don't have a lot of lineups where he's got 100 possessions or more at point guard. But their best one is a plus 20 with with him and Bridges in the backcourt with Ariza and TJ and eight at at the five. I yeah. I yeah.
0: I think I said on a podcast a it. couple of weeks ago. I was like, they got to get that one on there.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, four guys that can that can play on the perimeter around a big guy can dive inside, and they're and they're good on defense and offense. I, I'd like to I'd like to see them play. I just like I said, I like to see them play. With him more as, as the pure one, not the pure one, but mostly the one. I don't know. I've not watched Bridges enough to know if he can be a secondary primary ball handler, right? Is it, that sounds like an oxymoron, but you can have two primary ball handlers, one a little bit more than the other. Do you think he's not ready for that?
0: He's not ready to be a, a ball handler playmaker. He's a, I shoot threes when I can. I cut. I play really good defense, get tons of steals. And can be passable in transition. So then
1: you can bring in Crawford to, to bench, to, you know, to supplement him a little bit. And now you have the second combo in there. Oh, Crawford's so bad on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking about just for now. It doesn't even matter what happens now, but, but, but that's the position you'll want later is someone that can be, uh, the, the combo off, you know, get him, get him a legit two and then get him a combo to play with so we can play him off the ball. I think that's the best way to get to get Booker to be his best offensive player, anyway.
0: Yeah, how long, how many years do you think it takes before he gets All Star? I was doing the math sometimes, and it's going to take some time because some people have to age out, but uh, because there's just too many good players in the West that are guards.
1: That's yeah. Good luck with that. I've coached. It's going to
0: take five years, maybe.
1: (laughs) I've coached too many players in the West who probably were All Star level players, but they're just just the West was so loaded. Uh, you just did no margin for error. You miss five games of injury, whatever you drop out. I, I wouldn't worry about that. I'd worry about him just being the best player he can be. And, um, and, and you'll win games when that happens.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the problem really is that as a group, they're not going to get um, any recognition until they win games. Yeah. Although this, like I said, I said, this road trip, they went on, they went on the road trip. They played Philly really well until the very end. Then Embiid went crazy. They, uh, should it be the Bulls, but they just, they're, they're young. They don't, they don't know how to win enough of it yet.
1: Well, you know, it's easy to say they're not how to win. I, I would argue they don't know how to play offense or defense either.
0: So you got to do those things first. So exactly. what, does that, what does that mean that they don't know how to play offense and defense? Is just more. Are they bottom five in both? Probably, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I'll look it up right now, but I think they're bottom five in both. And so until they start actually, you know, defending like a top 15 team or scoring
0: like a top 15 team. Of course they don't know
1: how to win because they're, you know, they're not very good in either end of the floor.
0: So I guess what, I guess what I mean then is how is that they just, the schemes to take more shape, they need to put more effort. What do you think is the, the problem there that needs to be fixed to make that happen?
1: Uh, I think they've been poorly coached for a while. Uh, and, and so, so they're 28th in offense. Hang on. I gotta believe they're bottom five in defense. Yeah, 29 in defense. So the, the third worst defense is second worst offense. So yeah, they suck. They're they're not going to win close games. They can't defend or score any, with any kind of efficiency. They're, they're young. Their coach just got there. One of the things that people have to re- recognize is you almost don't get any time to practice, uh, in the NBA. You, the games are practice. So what I would look at, and I've not dived into, uh, Really, you know, been a guy that's focused on this for them. You can is what's the trend? Are are they are they more competitive? And where are they more competitive? Is it getting is their defensive numbers going up and their offensive numbers going up? You know, what what is it about it that's making the games more competitive? Are they seeing more guys contribute consistently, not a game here and there? When those things start happening, when you look up one day and they're twentieth on offense. Or 20th on defense. You're going to start seeing them win more games. I mean, it's just, it's, it, no, how you do that, that's all of it. That's, yeah, playing harder. Sure. G- uh, gaining reference points from, from playing, which is, uh, for example, in Boston's a problem. Those guys aren't in, they're just not getting the reps. And so they can't learn from their mistakes. The guy that comes off the bench for seven minutes a half, six minutes a half at most doesn't get to learn from the same mistakes the starter does playing, uh, 17 minutes a half. Uh, so is Phoenix, Gets reference points to the young players. And I also think the coach is new. Let him, let him get comfortable as the head coach and learning his roster better and and finding his place
0: as the boss. It's a breath of fresh air though on the offensive side though. Man, it's so much, there's so much less stagnation. Right.
1: It's just not translating into a good offense yet. They're terrible on offense, but only Cleveland's, uh, only Cleveland. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, the 28th, right? So it's just two teams worse than them. And they're, they're bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're 101.8 for 100 possessions. You know, Milwaukee is 113.9. The 15th best team is five points better. It's Dallas at 106.1. Uh, uh, it's so really, you know, four points better, but, uh, I do like the coach. I do think that they're, they're going to start moving in the right direction as as these young guys. I wish. Jackson can make an impact on the defensive end. Uh, Michael K. Gilchrist eventually did on the defensive end, but, you know, he's never been much. So maybe Jackson get there, but until they make some strides one way or the other, they're, they're going to be a bottom team.
0: Yeah, Jackson, for me, I was always, I'm still on him a little bit. I think he's a better playmaker than I thought he was going to be. His shot's already better than I thought it was going to be, but his shot selection's abysmal and his defense is nowhere near where it needs to be for him to be making an impact. I mean, yeah,
1: they needed him to be, uh, they, I mean, is this year three for
0: him? Mm, yeah, I think it's starting year three, yeah. They needed him to be, um. No, wait a second. No, that's not, wait a second. No, it's, it's year good. two. It's year two. He was, like, he was a, rookie a rookie last year. year? Yeah, he was, he was in the, he was in the Lonzo ball draft. He was number four.
1: All right. So, um.
0: Yeah, so it's year two.
1: They, they've got some time. Uh, to develop. But what is he? I mean, he's a wing. Um, I just, I don't know what he can, I, I, can he learn to shoot? Can he learn to be, I mean, you said he passes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, transition. He, he just, he, the problem is he, he'll, he'll take, he can shoot step backs just enough that it's an adventure that I don't want him to do, <laughs> but he can shoot it just enough that it, when he makes them, he thinks that he can make them more. And then he's fine in transition, but he's forced, he's like those forces he's like a Marcus smart, Andrew – I was just comparing to Marcus Smart and Andrew Wiggins a little bit in the way their offensive games are structured. Um, but obviously, they're not the same player, any of the three of them. But it's kind of – that's how he works. And it's like he can play defense. He gets steals sometimes. He can play okay defense. But it's – it's for Suns, really, it's a lot of mostly off-ball rotation defense that's a problem.
1: Yeah, he should be a monster on that end. He should be a monster. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's one of the worst few players in the league. Like this – I'm telling you this, Josh Jackson looks like a guy that will be in Europe in a year or two. That's how bad he looks. That's how bad he's been playing. Uh, he's, he's got an upside still, but we, we haven't seen it yet. He, he needs to start. And again, I, I think this coach will help him grow. It's just going to take some time because these are his practices. Absolutely.
0: Any other final thoughts on the NBA before we get out of here?
1: Uh, just you know, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think Golden State with Curry back will explode again and and be everyone's favorite. Uh and I do think Toronto is intriguing in the East, is that is not just that can win the East, but that can beat Golden State because Kawhi is going to get better, not worse. Um, uh, like, uh what is it, Siakam? How do you say his name? Um, Pascal Siakam. Siakam, yeah, he's he's been terrific and can continue to grow as a young player. Yeah, they're they're interesting. They're, they're to me they're the the team's second most likely to win a championship. But Golden State's the to me as heavily favored as they, they'd ever be, uh, as long as Curry's back. And we haven't seen the um, Marcus Cousins yet. And then I think he just adds depth. He adds a dimension to them. He adds depth for them because they're not deep at all, and he's a nope. huge factor there. So yeah, I, I love I love them, and I think they'll work it out. I think Durant's gone at the end of the year for sure. I think you think goes to the Knicks. Next- I think he's going to the Lakers. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, I think, and I think they all know it too. Really? Uh, yeah, I think that he's that's where he's headed. But, um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But um, but whatever, they're gonna go try to win their their fourth, their you know his third in a row, their fourth overall puts him in very special territory. And then they're and then they're gonna reload
0: with someone, uh, and they have the best player in the league. So, so that, uh, I want to talk about that really really quickly. Do so you think that Curry is definitely the best player in the league? Well,
1: I, it, it definitely is an unfair thing because I think mean, Davis and Anzacombo are, are incredibly special players if you look at offensive defense. If you look at overall impact, I did the numbers last week. I mean, when when Durant's off the court, the Warriors are like plus six per hundred. When he's on the court, it's like plus eight and a half. Mm. When Curry's off the court, they're like plus one. And when he's on the court, they're less, up, up like, like plus 20-something. 20-something. I mean, he's I just... He's he is a mo- he's, on, he's on he's on steroids. And by the way, they're plus when you take out Green and Durant and Clay Thompson, they're still plus with him and on the court. Now it's only seventy four possessions, but he, he's he's otherworldly that way. What he he forces defenses to panic. Uh, he he makes everyone better just by being on the court, even not even having at the ball in his hand. So or being on the I, team as a leader. <laughs> And, and well, not just as a leader in terms of inspiring teammates, but as a peacemaker.
0: Yeah, that's what it's, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, he's legit. He, he, everyone just, he is the, he is Neo, right? He is the one. He changed the game forever, and isn't full of himself. He's, he's, confident, he's confident, but he's not, not a, a jerk, jerk about, about it. it. He's humble.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think I think people like I think Zach would say that LeBron is still the best player. I ah, it feels interesting it's, it's it feels like a very close race to me but I I like what you say about Curry I I who i have always enjoyed watching um because I'm kind of as a development guy I like people who have really good shots Jamal Murray, Damian Lillard, Booker, Steph Durant, um etc. um but I think so I so there's a lot of good players there Curry I like what you said though about his intangible ability to get other players to not think the way they usually do about how to play basketball and it gets them in their head almost. And they're not able to do their own game because they're so worried about what he could do and implode on them. And also I think his, him hitting a three is the most momentum swing of anything ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He lights up that crowd in a special way. Uh, I think he's kind of mailing it on defense because he doesn't have to worry about it. He's such an offensive juggernaut, but, but he's a solid defense. He's, Average to solid defensively, uh, in the postseason. And, and then when you factor into Marcus, um, the, those two guys, uh, I think can really add a lot and make up for the fact that Durant is, is, you know, I, I mean, I think that uh, personally, I think they would, they should trade Durant, uh, trade or trade him or Clay. If Clay, if they say to Clay, are you here long term? He says, no, i trade him. It doesn't matter. As long as you have Curry, you're fine. And, uh, and if Durant says he won't commit, trade him. You'll you'll load up with players, get get young players,
0: uh, and and get a couple of veterans, and you'll win. Yeah, so there's pretty much anything they could do there. Do you think? What do you think Clay? Okay, we're, just, we're disregarding if he wants to. If he was on a a bad team, how is he like a? Because Harden go leaves, and he's he's a good player. If Clay leaves, because I I feel like he's like Booker's like a better playmaker than Clay. I've always some people have brought up that comp. But it's like, but Clay is such a good, he's a better defender, of course. So it's like, can Clay be the leader of a team? Can he lead a team in scoring and lead a team to the playoffs? I don't think so.
1: I think he's one of the more overrated players in the league. Uh, He might be a good defensive player. Sometimes the metrics don't say that over the course of the season, he isn't one Uh, that postseason is different, but on a different team, they won't be, they won't be in the postseason. If he's their best player. He doesn't get to the free throw line. He is one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen, yeah. and that's about what, what he is. Great shooter, good postseason defender. Not a guy. I mean, he's nowhere. He's nowhere in the same planet as James Harden. Um Now, you put him together with James Harden, they'd be really good because Harden can find him. He's he is a magical shooter. Although not this year, I believe. I believe when he's off the court, they're plus eighteen for hundred possessions. At least they were last <laughs> week. So he's killing them this year. He's been killing them.
0: But he'll get hot. He gets 60 in a game. He got 60 and he got 60 with like 20 dribbles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's capable of that. And so maybe he'll come around because he's shooting badly this year, but I think they can trade him or Durant. Uh, you got to get good players in return, not all stars. And if Curry's healthy, I think they're, they're not as likely to win a championship, but they also will be more likely to have a longer window to win one as long as, as long as they, they get good players in return that are young. Uh, but I don't think Golden State will do that. I think they're going to keep everyone together, try to win three in a row, four or five, let Durant walk and, and then have the money to pay whoever.
0: Yeah. They're trying to go for the, the, the best dynasty of all time. The legacy. That's, yeah. I think <laughs> so. So they're trying to do that. So I think that'll be another that'll be interesting. Well, thank you so much, David. Um, go check out his book, Basketball is Jazz. I read it. It's awesome. Um, and check it. Check out his Twitter. Uh, it's, is it Coach Thorpe, right?
1: Yeah. At Coach Thorpe. And then every Thursday I'm on Count the Dings. Uh, it's called Nerdish Wrote. Uh, with Dave the Four, we we always have guests. We talk uh, pretty in depth. Pods every every Thursday.
0: Yes, check that out. Thank you so much, David. Let me pick my stuff. Twitter at Eric underscore Sar e r i c s a r. Check out the Solar Insights podcast on Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe. Also, if you can get people here, uh, if you're like the pod people and you can give a review and a rating, that would be really awesome. Uh, I need some more of those. I have a couple from years ago, and I would love to get some more here. Um, And then also check out marketing. I have a slingshotmediaconsulting.com as well as basketball training in Phoenix, Arizona of EliteHoopDevelopment.com. Thanks so much, everybody.